great weekend. Uh, just uh, just encouraging to hear testimonies from our growth weekend. And we have these growth weekends because we really value people's growth. We want people to grow in the calling that God has for them. Uh, I wasn't able to make the growth weekend because we had a, a campus conference. And this is like a, a regional conference where we, as students from all the major universities, come together. And there were over 700 people this weekend worshiping God. And the heart behind these conferences is to inspire, to equip, but then commission students back to their universities for them to own their own universities, their own res, their own faculties. So it was just an awesome time. And uh, so I'm thankful just for Donnie asking me to preach this morning. And, and it really, as I was preparing for the sermon, it felt important. It felt like an important topic. And, and I've been enjoying this relationship series a lot. It has been challenging, it's been convicting, it's been encouraging, and as I was preparing, it was tough. Uh, the reason why I'm saying it is because relationships isn't easy. It's not, I don't, well, maybe I shouldn't talk on behalf of everyone. Uh, it's not easy. It's, it's, it takes intentionality, it takes work, it takes scheduling, it takes time, it takes effort. And uh, we've, yeah, it's just been an awesome series. I want to recap a bit. If you've missed some of it, uh, this is not going to do it justice. This is going to be just spoilers. Uh, so, spoiler alert. Uh, but we, sort of, we started off the series, the one he preached about rediscovering God's heart for, for relationships. So God is the, the designer. spoke about the relationships that was broken in the Garden of Eden uh, because of the fall of man. The second week, uh, Donnie also preached about restore is that there is longings that we all have, and God is restoring relationships. And then uh, last week uh, in this morning service, Pastor um, Roger, Roger is our Southern Africa leader, he preached about refresh, that we go through difficult times in our relationships. Just gave a personal testimony, but, but we need God to refresh our relationships. It's just been a, a great series for me. I hope it's been encouraging to you. And uh, today we're heading off and I have a privilege to wrap up this series. And, and my topic for tonight is oh, this morning. <laughs> it's reset. Reset. The way forward for our relationships is how do we reset our relationships that it aligns back to God's design in His heart relationships. And um, our key scripture for today is Genesis chapter 45, and we're going to go and zoom into a bit of the, the story of Joseph. Um, maybe you've heard of Joseph. Uh, I have preached about him, but we're going to go on a bit into that story in our life. But before I get there, uh, Donnie preached about the first week about four relationships that was broken. I'm going to quickly summarize them because I'm going to tag on them again in this sermon. So the first one is the fundamental relationship between us and God. That is the the fundamental relationship that God created us in His image and His likeness. But when we sinned against God, when Adam and Eve disobeyed that one law, there was a separation between God and between man. That's the fundamental one. The second one is the, the relational one. We see between Adam and Eve, there was a breakage in them where they, they like, it wasn't me, it was her, and she said it was him. And there was just a, we see the break in relationship third one is the one where we see that there was a curse then uh, for creation where there was just like now we're, we're striving in our work. There's, 
there's things happening in the world. There's a curse in this world. We have famines. We have uh, poverty. We have uh, pandemics. We have cancer. We have just things in this creation. That's not how God originally intended. The one I believe I skipped is the personal one. It's the relationship with ourselves. Was cursed. They 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 tried to hide themselves. There was shame. There was a loss of identity, and it's just a, a sad story because we were created in the image of the Creator. And the, just a comparison between just our, our broken relationship with ourselves. So we're going to jump into chapter 45. Before we get there, what I want to just highlight there is that we see that relationship with humans is broken between God and man. But here we see just how that has just been in Joseph's life, where there was a a breakage in the relationship between him and his brothers. So there was like strife, there was they they were jealous, they they sold him out in slavery. Long story short, as we just see it's over twenty two years, that's not been reconciled. But then the one that we see uh, also played out in the creational one is there's a famine. So there's a famine and if if you don't steward the resources well Everyone is going to die out. So we see those broken relationships played out. And even still today, we see, still see the fruit of those broken relationships where we are today. So we're going to read together chapter uh, 45. Now, this has just been after Joseph. It's almost like this game that Joseph played with his brothers. Uh, then they come there. He sends them off, them not knowing who Joseph is. And then they come back. And then he's now at this moment where he's making himself known to them. Right, are we ready? Yes? Yes. Right, let's read Genesis chapter 45, verse 1 to 5. Then Joseph, he could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, make everyone go out for me. No one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it. And the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. We're going to jump in the scripture, and before we do that, I just want to pray for us. Is that okay? Because, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for, for the power of your word. I thank you that, that we can have life, and, and just, your, just acknowledging that your heart for relationships is to have it reset and restore it back to your original design. I pray that this morning, Lord, that, that you would come and do the work through the preaching of your word, and may it bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So it's quite an interesting place to start a sermon um, because it's in the middle of the story. But, but I trust that through this, this chapter, through these five verses, that we will see God's heart to reset our relationships. So my first point to this morning is that Joseph had history with his brothers, right? There was 22 years of history, and him sitting in this room I believe he was like sitting on like an authoritative seat, looking at his brothers, and him making himself known. And, and as he's looking maybe to his brothers, there's some memories that starts popping up. There's some, some past history. There's some stuff 
that just come up and maybe look at his brothers and he thinks back, oh, they, they were jealous of me. They, they conspired and they, they threw me in the pit. And he maybe looked at his brother Reuben into his eyes and just thinking back of how, how Reuben was the one that let's, let's, let's like tore his clothes, let's, let's, let's make it full of blood so it may look like an animal like did something. And it, he's just, just sensing this, this pain and, and, and you just get us the sense that, that there's, there's jealousy and, and Joseph not feeling understood, not, not feeling affirmed. Uh, through those relationships, or, or maybe looking at your older brother Judah. He's the one that says, okay, no, let's not kill him. Let's sell him into slavery. Uh, they saw the Ishmaelites coming, and they sold him into slavery, and you're not feeling very blessed in that moment. You were in a, a wealthy family. You were loved, really loved. Uh, you felt secure in your family, and now you have no sense of belonging no sense of security. You are sold into slavery, and you don't know what's happening. And Joseph's looking at his brothers. His memories just start popping up uh, in, in his mind, and memories coming back, the pain, the suffering, the hurt, just of 22 years that's just been established in his life. And maybe you are here today, and you, you have some history of some people. Uh, that's also when they step in the room, it's almost like you get the shiver uh, you, you, maybe they usually sit here in front at the left and then you start moving to the right just to avoid that contact or maybe someone in your, in your, in your work environment, someone that, that you've just felt like they maybe disregarded you, they uh, disobeyed you, maybe you're your employer and, and there's just history, history between you, your employer, you and a friend, you and maybe a spouse, just things that you've just put under the carpet and you've just allowed it to linger there, and you have history with your with with your people in your life. And Joseph had a lot of history, and and this history it can almost like give us permission. It can give us uh, a reason not to engage. And the thing is that Joseph, most of the things that happened, it was against him. So he didn't do anything wrong. Like he was thrown in prison because of someone. Uh, house tempting him and falsely accused, and even in your work environment, maybe you, you did something right. Maybe you, you, you stepped up, said, I'm going to honor God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak this, this injustice, and you were just like slapped and say, no, we don't do that here. And maybe you've been doing right things in the relationships that you have, but it's just been like distorted, and you've just been... Uh, like a victim of someone else's injustice. And we all have this history, and we all, well, I don't think, well, I hope no one of you got sold into slavery. Um, please come talk to Donnie afterwards. <laughs> I don't think we have those people in here, but we do have relationships in our life where we maybe don't feel secure, don't feel safe, feel unheard, not understood, uh, just, just these needs that we have, not affirmed in your relationships. Maybe in your, in your uh, marriage, you don't feel chosen anymore. And we have this history, and this history that we have with one another. We can use it as permission, as a, as a way out, as a, as a, they did this to me, so therefore I have permission not to engage in that relationship. But as I was preparing, I was just like asking God, what is your heart for relationships? What is your heart for, for this work environment in, in 
in my context, what is your heart for this relationship? What is your heart for marriage? What is your heart for this friendships? And I want to take a moment. Can we pause? Just prayerfully ask God, maybe you can identify that relationship that you just felt is not working as God intended it to be. Let's pause and let's just ask God, what is his desire for our relationship? May you come and reveal what is your heart, what is your desire for the relationships in our lives. See, Joseph had permission. To, to not forgive. But what did Joseph do? What did he do after he's made himself known? Well, he's making himself known. But what does Joseph do despite the past, despite the history? See, point number two is that Joseph reconciled with his brothers. See, in, in verse four, it says, Come near to me, please. And they came near. And he said, I'm your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, do not be dismayed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. This is Joseph really taking that first step to reconcile with his brothers. Now, he's the person that was wrong, but he is reconciling. He is taking that first step to forgive, to reconcile. And despite the history between him and his brothers, he is the one that is, that is interceding and stepping into that space, saying, it's me, it's Joseph. I'm making myself known. I'm, I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open. Even though I've not been safe my whole 22 years, I'm making myself open to you. And allowing himself to reconcile with his brothers. And see, Joseph, Joseph is modeling here where he is taking that step, that first step to reconcile with his brothers. And we see this throughout uh, the, the, the whole Bible where, where the people of God, they, they take the first step. First week, uh, it was... Uh, with Adam and Eve, and how God came close to him. We saw it with, with uh, Abraham and his son that was rejected, and we see later where, where Ishmael was reconciled with his father, the rejected son. We see also, I also read in my devotional time with the story about David and Saul, how David was continually, ongoingly, ongoingly uh, honoring the king that was like trying to kill him. And I'm just seeing all these models and twin brothers, Jacob, Esau, how they reconciled with one another. The person that was wrong is taking the decision, and I'm going to forgive. I'm going to take the first step. I'm going to reconcile. We see Joseph, he did not need to reconcile with his brothers. So what I mean by that is like Joseph was fine. Like he's in Egypt. He has resources. He is wealthy. He has authority. He is governing people. He is fine. And he's been okay for the last 22 years without his brothers, right? He is, he's okay. So his brothers coming here, they don't even know it is him. And, and, and Joseph, uh, he was okay with these relationships. And I think as many times what we do, we are okay with our status, with our quality of our relationships. It's almost like we've, we've, we've compromised. We've, we've become okay with mediocre relationships because it's, it's almost like comfortable. And 
And God challenged this in my life, is that I had this, uh, like, as I was preparing, God just reminded me of where this all started with my relationship, just, just being difficult. In, in my primary school, my best friend, we moved to Australia. In, my, in, my, in like high school, my best friends, they moved out. In first year, going to university, all my friends, they went to different universities. Don't know why. Um, and then uh, a few years ago, some, uh, two years ago, best friend moved to George. Uh, and then last year, one of my best friends then moved where they had to work in a different city. And it, I could almost see this trend of how my, the close relationships in my life is going to excess. And this has been keeping me from drawing near to people because they're just going to go out. They're just going to just going to exit. Maybe it's things that also just came from my my upbringing um, and how God said, "But this is not my heart for your relationships." You see, Joseph was fine, but still he chose to reconcile. More than the model of Joseph. We, we also see the instruction to the church in Corinthians uh, where, where Paul's writing says, because you have been reconciled to God, you are now called to be ministers of reconciliation. And 2 Corinthians 5 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is from God, who through Christ reconciled to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You see that we are called as the church, because we are reconciled, we reconcile. Because we are forgiven, we forgive. That is just what we do. It's just what we do as a church. Is we forgive. We reconcile from a place of being reconciled and forgiven. And for many times I'm like, yes, yes, I agree. But this is difficult. It is hard to be the minister of reconciliation. It's hard to, to do that call or to send that WhatsApp or to arrange that meeting with someone because it's just hard. It's, it, there's history, uh, there's pain, there's, there's needs that not been fulfilled, and, and you even feel unsafe just doing that. When I ask this question, how could Joseph do this? How can God ask us to do this, to forgive, to reconcile? First off, Joseph, he had history, and I have history of some of these relationships. Secondly, we see that Joseph, he is the one that takes the first step. And how can I forgive? How can we forgive or reconcile for people in our lives? And, I, and as I just read the scripture, it just highlighted to me in verse 5, Genesis 45, verse 5, And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. So Joseph had an understanding of who God is and what he has done and is doing. See, my, my last point, final point for this morning is that God is the supreme savior. God is the supreme savior. God is our supreme savior. He is the, the one that saves statement that God is the one that preserves life. Physically, God helped Joseph to, to preserve life. So Joseph was able to, to make sure that they have resources gathered for seven years of, of abundance so that they can survive the seven years of poverty, of famine. So 
their, their lives were physically saved. They didn't die. They, 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 they got food. And God instructed Joseph to steward the Egyptian resources in a way that, that not only a blessing for them, but also for those around them so that they will survive. There was literally a fight for survival. And we see that God not only saves Joseph, but through this process of saving um, the Egyptians and, and through this process of this famine and resources, God also used this whole process then for Joseph to reconcile with his brothers. You see, if it wasn't for the famine, if it wasn't for that, Joseph being in the authority of position, the brothers wouldn't have come to Egypt, and God wouldn't ordain that so that they can come and meet together with one another, and they can be reconciled to one another. See, that God's heart is for us to restore relationships. So how does Joseph reconcile? How does he do it? How does he reconcile with his brothers? Because Joseph had a believing God that enabled him to forgive his brothers. There was an enablement from God that reconciles his brothers. And, we, and throughout the Bible, we see that this is the heart of God. We see the heart of God is to redeem people. First off, to himself, but then he's also calling him, him he's calling people to also reconcile with one another. It's not just for him to be saved. And, and as I was just like preparing and uh, praying this morning, God Jesus did not die on the cross for you to be saved. It is not about you as an individual. God, so God so loved the world, He gave His only Son, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. He was sending His Son to the world, not individuals. And I'm just giving that to you because God. It is God's heart that you are saved, but not just you as an individual, us. God sent his son so that we, us, can be saved. And in order for that, there's that, that first off relationship, that fundamental need that we have. God sent his son to redeem us, to save us, to reconcile us. So what God is busy with, he is preserving life. Up until this point, he has been preserving life. So God preserves life. And the way that he is preserving life is that he gave life. And now, in order to give life, to give us life, he has given a life. He has given himself. He has given his son, Jesus. So in him, we have life. So first off, there is a fundamental relationship that God has come in Christ and we restored it. And that's really the good news of the gospel is that Jesus saves sinners. And because of this, there's a scripture I want to read in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So what God is busy doing is He is restoring us. He is, he is reconciling us. He is bringing us up, bringing us, building us up to God's original intent. So as we behold God, like Joseph was believing in God, as we can believe in God, as we behold Him, He is transforming us into His likeness. How was Joseph able to forgive his brothers? It is through the enablement of God. And the same way God is enabling us, because if we are a new creation in Christ, I already mentioned that scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, 
the old is gone, the new has come, that in Christ we are a new creation. So that's the third relationship. So the third one, the personal relationship between, between us and ourselves is that we are restored by God. And through this, we are a new creation. And through that, we are enabled to forgive. See, it is, it is difficult to do this out of your own strength. And maybe you've tried to do that. So this morning, I want to say that God is an, the enabler. He is the preserver of life. And he wants to reset your relationships so that it would align to his will. So because we are grown into the image of God and we are a new creation in Christ, therefore we can reconcile with one another. The second relationship is that we are enabled by God to forgive. See that when, when, when God calls us to be ministers of reconciliation, it's not just the example that we follow. We're not just following Joseph's example. We're not just following Ishmael's example. We're not just following... Esau's example, Jacob's example. We're not just following the example. We're not just following Jesus' example. But we are enabled by God to do it. And that's the thing, that whatever God asks of you, he has provided. When we sang that song, Jaira, really just meaning that God is provider, that God has provided his life for us. And through that, we can have a reset in our relationships. I'm going to invite the band up, and we're going we're gonna to ask God to reset our relationships. We're going to respond in song to do that. So how do we reset our relationships, even though we have passed history with these valuable relationships in our life? We see that Joseph is the one that reconciles with, with his brothers. And we respond by also reconciling first with those in our lives. Want to make us practical? How do we reset our relationships? First off, we put our trust in God. See, Joseph had a belief in God, and this is God's heart that we trust. We trust in Him. Secondly, we forgive first. It is just what the Church of God does. We forgive first, and then lastly, we make the first move. So, how does this look like practically? And uh, as Donnie just mentioned, I'm not a morning person. And uh, when, when my wife and I, we, we jog in the morning, like 6 o'clock. And uh, it's almost the same way with how forgiveness works. Is you put your trust in God and you forgive, but it doesn't mean your emotions are there. Um, as I start jogging in the morning, I'm not there yet. I'm running, but I'm not awake. And then as I'm, I'm running and maybe it's two kilometers in, it's almost like I'm, catch, I'm caught up. I'm, I catched up to myself. And that's how many times our forgiveness works is we believe and we, we put, put our trust in God and because we are a new creation, because of God's enablement, I forgive. It doesn't matter the wrong that's been done because if Jesus can forgive me for the life I've lived, and He fulfilled the, the consequences, He fulfilled the penalty, and I can forgive anyone because I knew where I was. It's just a, the act of God's mercy in practice. So we respond because of that. But the emotions are slow. I forgive this friend. I forgive this colleague. I forgive 
the spouse. I forgive this person. But the emotions are just sometimes just slow to catch up. And may we not obey our emotions above the word of God. Let's not wait for our emotions to feel okay before I forgive someone. Alright? Let's put our trust in God. Let's forgive first. And then we make the first move. There's a difference between forgiving someone in, in your own personal space and say, God, I forgive this person, and going to that person and saying, will you forgive me? I am sorry. Even if there's something that you need to clear up, I just want to check this. But you need to do a practical step because there's more at stake than just how you feel. There's a scripture that says that, that the world will know God by the love we have for one another. May the world be encouraged by how the church of God forgives, reconciles, gets rid of, rid of all the noise in our relationship because we put our trust in God. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for what you've done on that cross. You have enabled us because of the punishment, because of the consequences that you fulfilled in yourself, Lord, that we are restored back into you. We are are a new creation in Christ. For all that's gone, the new has come, Lord. Sorry for where we have almost lived in the old and not stepped in our new calling and our new identity. Thank you, Jesus, that you are now revealing your heart for us. Even now, maybe you sense that, that some of you are are angry at God for where he's been allowing things like he's been allowing the famine, he's been allowing uh, Joseph's brothers to, to conspire. He allowed it everything. And you're just angry of God's allowance of pain. I just want to pray for you. Father, I pray for every person here tonight. Pray oh, this morning that you would come and bring the reconciliation. And whether there is disbelief or unbelief in you, in your character, God, I pray that they would see the truth. They would see your heart. Father, I also pray for every relationship in this room, every broken relationship, every relationship that you've been just been okay with. You know your heart is to reset those relationships. Pray for healthy relationships, thriving relationships, life-giving relationships, abundant relationships. And if, if you're here today and you want to publicly just by a raise of hand saying I've been keeping stuff I've been okay with the history and I've not taken that first step and you, you yeah I'm gonna and you're saying just like at the act of faith as a you're saying I'm gonna take the first move I'm gonna forgive first I'm gonna trust in God just by a raise of hand just saying even lift your hands as a sign of surrender to God and saying God I trust you. Yes, Father, you see these hands. You see the surrender. You see the response, God. 
thank you for your grace in this moment, Lord. Just, just that act of humility, it releases your grace. And so I pray that for all these people that's raising their hands, as we pray for, for a new season, Lord, thank you that you are enabling them to be the ministers of reconciliation, to be the one that goes first as a response for what you have done for us.